Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And today, Sunday, August 15th, the church celebrates the festival of St. Mary, Mother of our Lord. Now, as we celebrate the Feast of the Blessed Virgin, it can be difficult for Lutherans to know exactly how to regard Mary or what to think of her. There are as many opinions about Mary throughout the church in the world as there are opinions about the sacraments. But for us Lutherans, we learn how to regard Mary by what the scriptures tell us. And what we'll hear is that Mary is indeed blessed among women. She is indeed called blessed among the generations. She is indeed the mother of God. We don't shy away from that. But not because of her own worthiness. She's not any of those things because of her own worthiness, but because God had chosen to bless her. She is those things because of Christ. So what we confess about Mary is what we're confessing about Christ. And she received everything from God in faith. And so we will hear more about this in the sermon as we ask throughout the sermon, Who is Mary? Now with that, let's begin Matins as we turn to the opening hymn, The Only Son of Heaven.
Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The true God, one in three, and three in one. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Ever shall be world without end. Amen. The true God, one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The Old Testament lesson for this festival of St. Mary, Mother of God, is written in the 61st chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 7th verse. Instead of your shame, you will have double. Instead of dishonor, they will rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they will possess double. Everlasting joy will be to them. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and iniquity. I will give them their reward in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring will be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge them and they are the offspring which the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. 
My soul will be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth produces its bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thine ear. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. The Epistle is written in the fourth chapter of Galatians, beginning at the fourth verse. Brothers, when the fullness of the time came, God sent out his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as children. And because you are children, God sent out the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a bondservant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
shall suddenly come to his temple. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Mary arose in those days, and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She called out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came into my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of the things which have been spoken to her from the Lord. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has looked at the humble state of his servant, his handmaiden. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is for generations and generations on those who fear him. He has sown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down princes from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has given help to Israel, his servant, that he might remember mercy as he spoke to our fathers to Abraham and his offspring forever. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all things, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Blessed Virgin Mary. Who is she? As we celebrate today the festival of St. Mary, Mother of our Lord, there are many opinions about who St. Mary is. If you listen to Rome, then you would be taught that Mary is a co-redemptrix to whom you are to pray or to ask to intercede for you for mercy, maybe through Hail Marys or other prayers, where you are taught that Mary, who was born without original sin, so Rome says, who is called Queen of Heaven by Rome, is to be regarded as our mother, and who, through various apparitions, had appeared to Christians with many warnings throughout the centuries. And so Rome teaches about the Blessed Virgin. But then you have the polar opposite of Rome and Christianity, whether it's Baptists or Calvinists or all those in that camp, with how they regard Mary especially. To them, Mary was merely a woman, a sinner like all the rest of us, not to be regarded as different from any other woman that's ever existed. Mary, indeed, was the mother of our Lord, so they will say, by his humanity. But, but they will teach you that you better not call her the mother of God, because who can bear such a title as this? Who can say that you are the mother of God? And so in this camp, Mary only gets credit for being the mother of our Lord's humanity, not his divinity. So... In one camp, you have that Mary is the sinless queen of heaven to whom we ought to look to for divine mercy. And on the other hand, you have people saying that Mary was a sinner that, that was no different than any other woman, any other mother. In one church, they play her up. In another, they play her down. But what about us confessional Lutherans? How do we regard Mary? And the truth is, many of us that hear the name of the Blessed Virgin Mary may not know. We may be unsure of how to regard her. Some of us may squirm a little bit at the mention of her name, because how are we supposed to see her? We have no desire to pray to her, but it doesn't feel right to downplay her completely either. And so this morning, we ask, who is Mary. To this, let us hear the words of St. Elizabeth from our gospel this morning, where it says, When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? After hearing that, make no mistake, St. Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us who Mary is. Mary is she who is blessed among all women, from Eve to every woman born today to every woman yet to be born before our Lord returns. There is not one woman as blessed as Mary. And that is not to say that Mary was sinless, by no means. St. Paul has said, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which includes everyone but Christ. And so Mary was, like us, a sinner in need of salvation. Yet, 
she is also the Blessed Virgin, because in her womb was the blessed fruit of her salvation. She is the mother of her Lord and our Lord, who is the same Lord, Jesus Christ. Blessed is the womb whom bore our Lord, blessed are the breasts which nursed him. And as no other woman can claim to have conceived the Son of God by the word of God through an angel, as no other woman can claim to have given to and mothered the Son of God, then yes, blessed is the virgin above all women, and blessed she should be called by us and every generation of the church after her. And this blessed Virgin Mary is the mother of our Lord. For this, she may be regarded as a saint to be held in highest of honors. But even more than all that, blessed is she who heard the word of God and kept it. For Elizabeth also says, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. In other words, Mary is blessed above all because she received the word of the Lord in faith. The word of the Lord which said the Holy Spirit would conceive the Son of God inside her womb. She received that in faith. The word of the Lord which said this Son of God and Son of David would be the Christ, the Savior of the world. She received this in faith. And so we first answer this question, who is Mary? By saying, Mary is the Blessed Virgin, blessed because she received the word of God and kept it. But now also hear what Mary speaks of herself in the beautiful words of the Magnificat, where she says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. To the world, and in her sin, this is how Mary describes herself, as humble and lowly, as hungry and looked down upon, in short, as humble, lowly, despised, and poor, yet also a young, faithful Jewish woman who feared the Lord. But at the blessing of God Almighty, she is the handmaiden of the Lord, humble, yet in her was conceived the strength of the Lord's arm, lowly, yet filled with good things, despised, but now at the word of the angel, she is to be exalted. Poor, but now the mother of the Lord who gives her everything, whom women had been waiting for since the promise to Adam and Eve and the curse to the serpent. The promise carried from Abraham to David, and now in her womb. 
so that there in the house of Elizabeth there no longer stood the young, humble, despised, lowly, poor Jewish girl. But instead, with Elizabeth, in the word of the Lord, there stood the princess in her chamber with robes interwoven with gold, decked out in a spiritual beauty and faith which dwarfed the beauty with which any bride on earth has adorned herself. There she stood in the majestic, many-colored robes, perfect and without blemish, not because she was born without sin or that she wasn't born in sin, but because in the word of the Lord she was forgiven, washed clean by the death of him who was the fruit of her womb, and forgiven. Mary is she who leads along with joy and gladness to the king, her son. So who is Mary? Mary is the handmaiden of the Lord, raised by him from lowliness to exaltation because of the Son of God in her womb. That, though, is not all. Listen again to what Elizabeth says about Mary. She says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Now, why did John the Baptist in the womb of his mother leap for joy? It wasn't just because of the sound of Mary's sweet voice, but because the sweet greeting of the Blessed Virgin was the announcement, the proclamation, that the Christ had arrived, and John, being the forerunner of the Christ, was already living out his vocation in the womb, leaping in proclamation. When he leapt, what he was saying was, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Such that John in the womb was proclaiming that in Mary's womb was the Son of God and the Son of David. This was he who is fully God and fully man, such that we can say, that Mary is the mother of our Lord. And we can say it even stronger. She is the mother of God. How can this be? Here's how. Jesus is the Son of God from eternity, and he is the Son of Mary, born of her substance, her flesh, by his incarnation. While we must never confuse the two natures of Christ, his divinity and his humanity, we also confess every Sunday that he is not two but one person. He is not two, but one Christ, fully God and fully man. Just as at the cross we dare not separate the Lord's humanity and divinity, so also at our Lord's birth we dare not separate our Lord's humanity and divinity. So then we do not say that Mary is the mother of our Lord's humanity only. That would be to separate the person of Christ. But we say instead that Mary is the mother of Jesus, our Lord, the mother of God. So who is Mary? Since Jesus is fully God and fully man, we are able to confess that Mary is the mother of God. To call her anything else would be to confess something entirely different and wrong about Jesus, our Lord. So then, Mary is the mother of God. Now, after all that, consider who Mary is. She is the Blessed Virgin because of the Incarnation. 
She is the exalted handmaiden of the Lord because of the Lord's blessings upon her. She is the mother of God because Jesus is fully man and fully God. These are the titles with which we honor her, not because of anything great in herself, but because these are the blessings which our Lord bestowed upon her. She is all these because of God, who conceived in her by his word while she was a virgin, who had her exalted, who made her the mother of God. Mary is who she is because of God's word, because of Christ. And she received all of this in faith. Yet as great as Mary is, she herself points to a woman who is even greater. Hear her words at the end of the Magnificat, where she says, The Lord has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. In the Magnificat, Mary proclaims all the blessings that the Lord has brought upon her. Then at the very end of it, she speaks of herself as Israel. Because in Mary, we see not just the mother of God. We also see all of Israel. We see all the New Testament Israel. We see the church. You see, Mary is the church. In that in her person, she points to and personifies the church. Just as Mary's own soul was pierced when she witnessed the crucifixion of her Lord, so is the soul of everyone in the church pierced when we hear and meditate on our Lord's passion and crucifixion. Because in it, we see the Lord we love dearly, take the judgment we deserved. We see the consequence of our sin. Just as the word of God came from an angel to Mary and conceived in her the Son of God by the Holy Spirit, so also the word of God from the cross comes from the angels, that is, the messengers, the pastors of the church, and conceives in us faith in which we receive the Son of God by the Holy Spirit. Just as the Blessed Virgin Mary gave birth to the Son of God by the Word, so also the Blessed Church, by the virginal waters of the font with the Word, gives birth to us who are sons of God in Christ, so that in the waters of baptism we are united to the flesh of Christ which was conceived by and born to the Virgin Mary, the Christ who suffered and died, so that we may die with him, and one day rise with him. Just as our Lord hung on the cross and by his word told his mother, Behold your son, and his beloved disciple, Behold your mother. So also on baptism does our Lord look at the church and say, Behold your son. And to us, his beloved baptized disciples, Behold the church, your mother. For as one church father says, no one has God as his, as his father who does not also have the church as his mother. For by the church, our mother, in the adornment of her liturgy which comes from the word, we receive by her, Christ by his word. Just as the blessed Virgin Mary received the flesh and blood of her son at his birth by the way of word and the spirit, 
so also we, the church, receive the flesh and blood of the bridegroom by way of the word and the spirit in the bread and wine. It is not just Mary who is the princess in her chamber, but it is the church in her chamber, gathering every Sunday morning, awaiting her bridegroom as she is decked in robes interwoven with gold, wearing many colored robes as she has been purified by her bridegroom in the baptismal waters. Where gathered together, she waits to be led to her king, her husband, with joy and great gladness. Indeed, blessed is the womb that bore thee, Lord Jesus, and the breasts which nursed thee. For we see how God Almighty has dealt wonderfully with his handmaiden, the Virgin Mary, and chosen her to be the mother of his son. But even more so, blessed are those, the church, of which Mary is a part, who hear the word of God and keep it. The church in whom God has made known that he regards the poor and lowly and the despised and, like Mary, has raised us up in her Son. May God grant us grace in all humility and meekness to receive his word with hearty faith, just as he granted to the Blessed Virgin Mary, that we may be made one with Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah.
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. O God, who has taken to yourself the Blessed Virgin Mary, mother of your only Son, grant that we who have been redeemed by his blood may share with her the glory of your eternal kingdom. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, world without end. 
Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, 
Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Praise Him and magnify Him forever. We give thanks unto Thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, Thy dear Son, that Thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech Thee to preserve and keep us, this day also, from all sin and evil, and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please Thee. Into Thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
We're glad you could join us for our Matins podcast this week, and please do join us next week as well on Sunday, August 22nd, as we look to celebrate the 12th Sunday after Easter, where we hear from Luke chapter 10. The hymn 621 from the LSB was performed by the musicians of Christ the King, and all other hymnody in this podcast comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.